nothing better than seeing people healthy, growing, and producing kingdom fruit. And if you allow God to work in your life, you can be a part of a spiritual harvest in the world that will have an eternal impact. Join us today as we wrap up our series called Rooted. We're going to do that right now. Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Venture Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wills, lead pastor at Venture Church in Bellevue, Nebraska. And as always, uh, we believe you are where you need to be at this moment in time, and we are praying that God will give you a reason and purpose of why he has you where you are. So we are wrapping up this series called Rooted, um, and I want to kind of put a picture in your mind. I wish I could show you some pictures, but I don't have pictures, but think of um, some fruit, like Bananas, cherries, oranges, apples, maybe even kiwi, blackberries, raspberries. Can you got to picture those in your mind? Well, all of these fruits are a result of the careful work of planting, growing, pruning, and harvesting. And just as this is the desired outcome for any fruit tree or plant or flower, it is also the desired goal of every believer. So this is the final week of our Rooted series, and today we're going to be talking about the harvest. The harvest is what comes after the planting, the cultivating, the pruning, and everything else necessary to see the literal fruits of your labor. And everybody wants the delicious fruit at the time of the harvest, but few are willing to do all that is necessary along the way. And so let's take a look at the reality of the harvest fruit. In Galatians 5, 22 through 23, it says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And a, a follower of Jesus is given the Spirit of God to dwell inside of them. The Spirit has many different jobs, but one is to produce a harvest of fruits of the Spirit. And these fruits are present in the life of every believer. But... They must be exercised and honed to become our new nature. When we walk in the power of the Spirit, our lives should produce love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And these qualities are evident to those around us and may even move to for someone else to ask, what's different about you? The key here is to be walking with and in the Spirit. The broader Galatians chapter mentioned above states that human nature and the spirit are in conflict with each other, right? Let me say that again. The, states, um, the, the, the chapter states that human nature and the spirit are in conflict with each other, which we know that to be true. The fruits of human nature are examples like sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions and factions and, and others, right? And the fruits of the life uh, in the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, right? 
So to live in the Spirit, it takes courage, wisdom, discernment, and intentionality. It takes energy and pruning to ensure that healthy growth happens in the Spirit. As I shared about the fruits of human nature and as well as the fruits of the Spirit, I, w- I, I would imagine several specific characteristics stuck out, stuck out to you, right? Either positive or negative. could be either one, right? Or both. I encourage you to make a note of those that caught your attention and ask God to prune or grow the fruit that he wants in your life, just as we learned last week. This week, uh, as I said, my goal is to make sure that you understand one thing, that we are the harvest, okay? We as the people are the harvest. And so there's, there's, there's some points that I want to make sure to bring to your attention when it comes to the harvest. The first point we need to understand is this. We reap what we sow, right? I'm sure you've heard of that before. Well, further on in Galatians, we hit another passage pertaining to the harvest. It's in Galatians 6, verses 6 through 10. Okay, so let's read what that says. It says, Let the one who has taught the word share all the good things with the teacher. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a person sows, he will also reap. Because the one who sows to his flesh will reap destruction from the flesh. But the one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. Let us not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us work for the good of all, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. So to say it plainly, if a farmer or gardener plants apple trees, and God blesses it with all the sunshine, the water, and everything needed to make it grow, right? They should receive apples, right? They will receive apples. If, if they plant a strawberry plant, they will receive strawberries, So in the same likeness and same understanding, if we sow evil and sin into our lives and the lives around us, we will reap in return the same, right? If we want to receive the things of God within our lives, we must sow to please the Spirit. We should willingly and readily sow love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control into all aspects of our lives. Not just when it comes to Sunday morning or when we feel the need to, but it should be in our jobs and in schools and in our sports and any activities that we we handle, in our family activities, things like that, right? All aspects of our lives. I'm going to admit to you, it's not easy, but with what the verse says, we cannot get tired and weary of doing good because it has an impact on the world around us. Weariness sets in when we try to do things in our own power, though, okay? So think back for a moment to last week. If you listened to last week's podcast, if you do not, I encourage you to do so. We talked about remaining attached to the vine. It said, Jesus said in, in John fifteen five, if a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So if you want to reap healthy fruit, you need to sow healthy fruit. Okay? And the best way to do that is to stay connected to Christ and to walk in the power of the Spirit, right? Okay. The second point I want to make if we are the harvest is that we need to understand that we need to be fresh fruit. Let me say that again. We need to be fresh fruit. It isn't hard to distinguish between fresh fruit and rotten fruit, right? In fact, let's read what Jesus says about this in Matthew chapter 7, specifically verses 16 through 18. Here's what he says. Uh, remember, this is Jesus speaking, right? You'll recognize them by their fruit. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from the thistles? In the same way, every good tree produces good fruit, but a bad tree produces bad fruit, right? A good tree can't produce bad fruit, neither can a bad tree 
produce good fruit. The point here is people around you will recognize and respond to the fruit of your life. Okay? Right? Fresh fruit is delicious and inviting. Right? There's a reason why we will put a bowl of fresh fruit on a table. It looks neat. It looks delicious. And it's inviting. Right? In fact, we'll grab even the fake fruit and try to take a bite out of it. Right? (laughs) Now, the same goes if we stick a pot of or a bowl of rotten fruit on there. One, it's going to stink. Right? Uh, no one wants to have it. It does not look inviting. In fact, we want to push it away. In fact, we probably want to throw it away, right? And so the moral story is this. <laughs> My wife loves to say this. Don't be the stinky kid, okay? <laughs> Don't be the rotten fruit, okay? Rotten fruit isn't hard to recognize. And the same is true about the fruit in the life of a believer. This point emphasizes last week's message in that it's imperative that a believer remains connected to the vine, and exerts the necessary effort to remain healthy, okay? Because salvation is a process that begins with a profession of faith, but doesn't end until we expire. The good news is that that the work uh, that is to be done in us is not accomplished in our own power, right? It's in God's power. And this leads me to my third point that I think we need to understand when it comes to us being the harvest, and that is this. We work in God's power. We work in God's power. The power we are given by God is the fuel we need to act and live out the good purposes of God. God plants the seed by his power and our acceptance, right? He grows it by his power and our cooperation, right? And in time, he harvests by his power and our partnership. As Paul writes in Philippians 2, 12 through 13, he says, Therefore, my dear friends, just as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but even more in my absence, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is working in you both to will and to work according to his good purpose. The opportunities for good and evil are all around us, right? We have a choice every day to do good things or evil things. The Gospel of Matthew describes the dilemma this way in Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 through 38. It says, Jesus continued going around to all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dejected, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, listen to what he says, The harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. I'll say it again. Everyone wants the delicious fruit at the time of the harvest, right? And I know this because we will go to farmer's markets. We will go to um, wherever fresh produce is sold. We want fresh stuff, right? Right. But few are willing to do all the necessary along the way. Because if we were, if we were really willing to do all the work all the time, we wouldn't need all those farmer markets and all those produce stands and different things. Because every one of us would have a garden in our own backyard, right? So we do our part and God will do his. We have a role to play in all of this, and along the way, we have unwavering trust that it's all possible through Christ and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. So throughout this series, uh, we've talked about some of the weighty realities of following Christ, right? Where have you seen yourself described? Maybe you have just recently been planted, right? You're the new Christian. You planted the seed in the good soil, right? Or maybe you're currently in a season of growth and health, you, you, you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, and now you're just trying to grow spiritually healthy, right? Growing healthy, right? 
You're trying to uh, produce that that plant, right? <laughs> uh, maybe you're in the season of pruning. Maybe you've, you're a full-grown plant and, and you've been still growing spiritually, but at the same time, you've kind of had some things just kind of take over. You know, bad plants, things are dying, right? And you need to prune those. You need to snip those off or lop them off or chainsaw them off if they're that big, right? Or maybe you are experiencing the richness of the harvest. Maybe you are producing the good fruit that God wants you to be. All of these seasons have their place in the life of a believer, right? And this is a process with a very real eternal destination. And so as we wrap up this series, I want to invite you into a time of response and reflection, okay? More of a reflection time. You know, are there areas of life that you need to seek forgiveness and help? Are there areas in your life that you need to seek for forgiveness and help? Are you ready to profess your faith? Maybe you need to make a long, I'll spit it out, lifelong commitment to Christ, right? Maybe you need to recommit to Christ. Are you ready to step into the fields of harvest and commit to a deeper level of training and discipleship? What that might mean is instead of just listening to podcasts, maybe you need to do some Bible studies. Join a life group at your church, a small group or a Bible study, right? Maybe you need to serve at your church to get into there more to, to help others uh, in the field of the harvest, right? Wherever you find yourself today, please know that God sees you. He knows the journey you've taken and the trial you've had along the way. By his grace and empowerment, you can have a life of abundant fruit and that you will see a 10, 20, maybe even a hundredfold return on. Amen. This concludes our episode for today. This also concludes our series called Rooted. I hope you'll be back with us in two weeks. Uh, we're going to skip in a week because uh, we're going to be off on a, on a children's camp or youth camp for a week. And so uh, we're going to be doing some testimonies with the kids at our church and things like that. And so we're just going to pass on our podcast for next week so we can prepare for the new one coming up, which is called Baggage. I hope you'll join us and we'll talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast and Venture Ministries, or you'd like to help support us financially, please visit us at VentureChurch.ch.
you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast and Venture Ministries, or you'd like to help support us financially, please visit us at VentureChurch.ch.